Okay, so because of the writer's strike, uh, I haven't made it. I normally get like a lot of my news and a lot of my information on YouTube, and I'm I'm, I'm a little guilt. Not not all of it, most of it. Like I mean, I still use like Google News and um, and like a whole bunch of like uh, sources that I ain't gonna lie are kind of centered to uh, left leaning because I I I try to avoid the right leaning stuff. Not necessarily because I don't like the right wing, even though I myself am not a leftist. Uh, the big reason why I avoid right leaning stuff is because a lot of times it, it's like you ever read something that was just you, you ever read something that was just so dumb it physically hurts you a little bit. That's 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 what I'm that's what I I can't you know I I, I can't read stuff like that and it's just. It's like, it just stresses me out. I'm not trying to read something that dumb. Uh, but I get a lot of, but due to the writer's strike, one of my favorite uh, sources of entertainment is uh, the, what was, is the show with Colbert. I don't know what it's specifically called, but I think it was what, The Late Show, this is The Day Show, one of them. But, you know, I got Colbert in the, and um, he does uh, his little, he does his monologue. And, you know, the writer's strike, obviously stopped the monologue with uh, Colbert, and the um the closer look with uh, Seth Meyers and a lot of this other stuff. So, cause like you know that's how I get a lot of my news. So now I gotta watch the news. Ugh. I want to laugh, darn it! Even though I don't actually want to laugh or try to laugh for that matter. <sighs> so because of that, I have been watching a lot of um like a lot of like. At, at, at one point in time, back in the day, there was this uh this this thing, and they show people like Hassan Piker uh, and uh, this British dude, I forget his name, and uh, this other person. Like they will always just kind of get there and just sort of like provide their own personal takes on certain situations and stuff like that. And I just remember like uh, because of how Hassan talked, I just remember like thinking, oh, I could. I could, I could probably like I could I could watch this guy. Why not? What why not? Like what, what's the what's the harm? So I checked out Piker's stuff and you know, he's very much so he's very much so animated with how he talks that it's easy to kind of support what he's saying a little bit, at least to me. I'm not I'm not gonna say that I listen to him in hopes to like find somebody new to like find somebody to like, you know, hang on hand and foot you know like oh my god hassan piker like you know give me give me more information because you're the only source of no i'm not i don't do that you know but it is kind of cool to kind of like hear news stories from his perspective because you know it's 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 i don't know it's realistic i i guess i want to say like imagine having a teacher who gives you the information but they don't use terms from like the book or anything like that like imagine they like you know instead of saying the word embargo they just said they just stopped bringing stuff over you know what i mean stuff like that you know instead of saying words like i don't know instead of saying words like uh you know the man i can't think of anything like instead of saying words like the constitution they just say the rules for america <laughs> Stuff like that, you know, like this is this is the it's like if America was a video game, the Constitution would be the uh, the, the instructor's guide. You see what I'm saying? Like as far as the government is concerned, stuff like that, like that I can that I can respect. So Hassan Piker, so it's like I've been watching 
like Hassan Piker's stuff. I've been watching Noah Sampson's stuff and uh, like other other uh, users like that to kind of just sort of get an idea, you know, like what is this side of the inter- of, of YouTube like? And I'm bringing that up because if you hear me talking and uh, in a specific manner, is because of that. Like, I'm not, I'm a kind of empathetic uh, watcher. Like, I will watch something and part of it will kind of just sort of stay with me. Uh, I'm not not proud of it. (laughs) But that's kind of, I think that's essentially one of the big reasons why I wanted to be a professional wrestler so bad is because I watched professional wrestling and I found myself doing some of it because I knew how to do some of it. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I was, it's like, you know, and it's like, wow, I I could do some of this stuff. This is awesome. So there's a, (sighs) so I think that was kind of like, you know, the driving force behind the reason why I want to be a wrestler is because I want to be a wrestler because I can do the wrestling. It's a lot like if I saw gymnastics and was like, holy crap, I can do gymnastics. I would probably have wanted to be a gymnast or whatever. Or, you know, something of that nature. And I, the sad part is that, like, I can easily say, and I was like that with a lot of things, too. I remember I watched uh, D2, The Mighty Ducks, and was like, you know, I'm, I wouldn't mind playing hockey. It looks like it'd be a lot of fun. And then I realized I couldn't skate <laughs> for, for nothing. It was like, the, the worst part is that, like, I was in the worst place to practice skating because there was nowhere to go to practice skating. There was a roller rink literally down the street from where I used to live that has been closed for like more than a decade and like like the actual building is like still up if i'm not mistaken but it was like closed for more than a decade and then there was another like it was called leo's roller rink and um that location was closed and then they brought it over to another location on the other side of town it's like clearly you know leo clearly leo did not like the uh the onslaught of black people moving into the neighborhood that was near his roller rink and you know, I mean, it's Louisiana. <laughs> that's I don't know what happened, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Big old orange building. Used to pass by it every time I try to go visit my uh, parents, like visit like my grandparents or whatever. In any case, though, so you're watching, but it's like you know, you're you're seeing this, and uh, you know, but it's like I would see stuff, and I would immediately want to at least consider it, at least try it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, being a little kid, you know, you see uh you know, like you see a tiger on television, you automatically start acting like a tiger. I mean, it's like if you liked the, if you liked the presentation of the tiger, so to speak. There were some things that I could watch and I just didn't care. <laughs> like I could watch like GI, like I was watching GI Joe as a little kid, and I never wanted to be like a soldier or nothing. But like I would watch uh, Wildcats, and uh, I remember always wanted to have Grifter's face mask, and now I have a face mask, and it's like yeah, we're totally freaking. Yeah, like that. Having a face mask is cool. I will always wear a face mask. That's kind of one of the good things that came out of COVID for me because now I can always wear a face mask and I can always like nobody can tell me to take off my face mask because I will always be like, you know, like I, you know, like I believe we're still in a pandemic because <laughs> I genuinely do. In any, in any case, though, the reason why I'm bringing up uh, me empathizing with TV and wanting to become a professional wrestler is because I am. You know, I am working towards my dream of becoming a professional wrestler. And there is a, um, there, you know, the school in Texas. I was there in 20, I was there in 2020. 
and I didn't do anything but conditioning because I was fat and they saw me being fat and it was like, uh, do some conditioning, get yourself, lose a couple of pounds and then we'll get you in the ring. And the moment that I finally got everything taken care of, and it took forever to do, like it was supposed to be like a week of conditioning, but because I lived 50 miles away from the school and I worked like every other day, you know, I worked every other day, I barely could like show up. So I would go there and uh, I would, I would go, I would go there when I could, you know what I'm saying? Or I would like go there on the days where I didn't have to work. And thankfully the days where I didn't have to work, I was there. The days I didn't have to work, I would help out with the shows and stuff like that. I would help, you know, sit people down. I would help usher people to their seats and things like that, you know, pay my dues, so to speak. And, um, you know, I, so I was there. I did help out with certain things. I got a chance to meet Booker T like multiple times. He was a cool guy. He was a cool guy every time. I got a chance to meet Charmel too. And Charmel is, she's such a sweet person. It's like, it's weird to believe that she was so mean on television because she is like in person, just like the nicest human being. You just can't help but love her. It's like, you know, I will call her my, I will call her second mom, but I feel like everybody else has called her second mom and it would be weird if I do it too. Um, in any case though, but I was there and then my cousin kicked me out. COVID happened and I found myself back at the house. I found myself back in Georgia and since I've been back in Georgia, all I've been thinking about is going back to Rowe. And uh, there was, there's an Olive Garden, literally like not too far from reality of wrestling. And, uh, and I applied for the Olive Garden here with intent to ultimately transfer over to that Olive Garden over there. Or rather, not even transfer over. Just the idea was to get enough of a decent reputation at this Olive Garden to be able to go over to the next Olive Garden without having to worry about any scruples. Like if I was the, like, if I was at the last Olive Garden for at least like over a year, I can go to the one over there and they'd be like, Oh, well, you know, you got some experience. We'll, we'll definitely let you in your shoe in for sure. You know what I mean? It won't be like any kind of, you know, it won't be a, it won't be, it shouldn't be a long process. It's just simply be, Oh, you worked here before. Okay. <laughs> the station's going to look a little bit different, but everything still works the same, you know? So that's the plan. So mission accomplished on that front. Everything else is a bit of a is a bit of a challenge though, and uh, I'm a little nervous because like I'm gonna be going over there probably like I ha I thought I had a place set up when I got when I get there, and I didn't have that place set up, and now I am going to have to find a way to um, get a place. And that's even if I make it to Texas. I'm really nervous about the trip because like, like here's the thing. I took the trip before. Obviously I, I took the trip to Georgia from Texas uh, in 2020 when COVID, <sighs> when COVID struck. And uh, I don't know, I guess I just, I mean, but that was years ago, you know what I mean? And I, um, I guess, you know, I was obviously less cars on the road then, even though that's, I mean, that's a challenge to say because 2020, even when there was a, even when there was like lockdowns going on, there was still cars on the road, but you know, I was just going to be more cars on the road now because of all the stuff that, you know, because I don't want to say COVID is over, but you know, it's, I, I feel like, I honestly do feel like we're still in 
a pandemic. And even if we're not, that's the good thing that came out of it was I get a chance to wear a mask in public now. And it's not weird. You know what I'm saying? It's not like awkward or nothing. It's just, it just ticks off conservatives and I'm cool with that, honestly. Um, yeah, but it's just like the trip there is just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just making me a little nervous because anything could happen on that, on that trip. You know, it's just, and I'm, I mean, while I'm, I'm going to do a little research on it real quick. That is a, oh man. It's a 12 hour trip. And that's without stopping. Oh my goodness. Huh. Okay. Nice little 12 hour trip and I'm going backwards in time. So there's that. It's just that like now I realize now that I'm going to be like, I realize now this is going to be a really, really, really lengthy trip. And I'm just, I, I gotta be ready to take it because, um, you know, I mean, this is something that I said I was going to do. Like, I don't want to say I'm taking a risk because whenever somebody, whenever somebody takes a risk, they, they call it a risk after something good happens for them. So I don't want to call this taking a risk because I don't want to imply that something good happened to me, you know, after the fact. I mean, what I am going to say is that this is definitely like, like, the big reason why I'm the big reason why I'm I'm going this direction with what I'm trying to do is ultimately because I'm tired of waiting. You know, like when I got here from Tech, when I got here from Texas, all I could think about was going back to Texas. That's all I that, that that's all I was focusing on. It was just getting enough money to go back. Like um <sighs> every single time I thought I had enough money to go back. You know, setback after setback after setback after setback. The car accident, school, the college tuition, COVID, um, all these like you know, all these other things. You know what I'm saying? It just it just felt like I'm just gonna keep getting hit with setbacks. So I'm just sort of like jump starting the thing, and it feels like a and it feels like a bad decision because it's like for because for what it's worth. While I'm here in Georgia, I could just go to WWA4. Because WWA4, I mean, you know, Wuhan Nation, Austin Theory, you know, Jonathan Gresham, uh, Baron Black, a whole bunch of wrestlers from WWA4 went on to do spectacular things in their throughout their careers. And I just want to go to Reality of Wrestling because, you know, Booker T, man. And uh, I, I do know kind of what I'm getting into with this. I have an idea. I'm just, <sighs> I'm just ready to just do it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm ready to just like, this is, this is me taking a plunge into the water and just hoping that I don't drown in it. And I'm just trying my hardest to just make sure that that is, I'm trying to make sure that it's a sound decision. Because right now, what's really stressing me out, what's really stressing me out right now is that, like, 
you know, I'm just, I'm trying to look at this from a pragmatic approach, you know, because I, because uh, I don't know what's going, I don't know what's going to happen to me on this trip. I don't know what's going to happen to me when I get there. I don't know anything. All I know is I want to do something and I'm trying to do it at this point. You know what I'm saying? The way I see it is, is that like, if I, if I fail at this, that's it. Actually, no, that's not it because I can still be a commentator. I can still be a guy who, you know, like I still have a secondary plan that involves going to full sale in Florida, but I don't know anybody in Florida. And plus it's Florida. It's like Florida. It's like, it's, it's, I mean, it's Florida. It's, you know, it's, it's Rick Scott. It's Ron DeSantis. It's Trump supporters all over the place. It's just, uh, It's like, why would they be, I mean, like, heck, I, I guess, well, I guess Los Angeles be a, you know, you know, like work in a restaurant over there and try to become an actor or something, you know, I don't know, hang out with some Hollywood schmoes and see how that gets, see how far that gets me. I mean, I guess I could fake like I'm rich, you know, most rich people are slobs. So it's like, I guess I could fake like I'm a, a slobbier slob than most rich folks and just be like, hey, everybody, I'm one of y'all. I hope that, I hope that didn't sound too weird. Also, if y'all hearing, um, if y'all hearing like fireworks outside, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's July, you know, and I don't know if it was July or January, but I do remember like the last time I, the last time I actually paid attention to the fireworks, it was when Alton Sterling got murdered. And, um, cause I literally lived right behind that triple S that, uh, you know, that he got murdered at. So it's just like, I don't know. It's just, I mean, like now that I'm paying attention to it, the first thing that's going through my mind is I, I just hope, I'm just glad that it's fireworks and not gunshots, even though I do kind of live in a hood where, you know, that happens at. Also speaking of, uh, speaking of the hood, speaking of that. Painted people are out on the rise again, and it's really stressing me out. For those who don't know, painted people is what I call uh, black people who uh, attack their own. You know what I mean? Like, because, and I want to just take this time to point out real quick, is like, because, you know, people are going to get mad at me for that. I know that. So I want to just clarify on this real quick. When I was like, well, you know, how come you're mad when black people hurt other black people, but you're not mad when white people hurt other white people or when white people do something or when Asian people do something. It's like, because I'm black. I hold us to a high standard. I like to think that we are, cause like every single time I, you know, I'm on my Facebook all the time. Every single time I, uh, I look on my, my Facebook wall, I see nothing but like, you know, like, especially during graduation season, it was just nothing but all of these black graduates just getting out of college and all this other stuff. There was this video of like, you know, this shows like all of these, like it says like meet your new doctors and it just shows this this building full of like, just like ridiculously, ridiculously talented, really smart black people. And it's big, it's like a big building. It's like a, a big room or something. And it's, it's like meet your new doctors. And some racist was trying to be like, when you trust any of these people, it's like, yeah, of course we would. 
it's just the fact that it's like, cause, so I hold us to a high standard because black do- being a doctor in general requires being smart. And I think that black people are some of the smartest people in America. So to be able to like, you know, so to be able to encounter people who do dumb stuff like this is like, no, I don't, I, that's unacceptable, bro. Like you, you're bringing us down by doing that. It's like, well, if you, you can't hold people to such a high standard because if you, you can't hold people to such a high standard, because if you do, you're going to see some people that fall through the cracks. And that makes sense to have people that fall through the cracks. You're not going to, I mean, like, but, but at the, but the lowest that we should be going isn't hurting our own people. I mean, I am, I'm not saying that we shouldn't go low. I'm not saying we shouldn't hit like negative peaks in our lives, but like the lowest that you should go is probably, I don't know, you know, just bumming, sitting on the street, asking for money or something. It shouldn't be robbing people. It shouldn't be hurting people. It shouldn't be shooting people. One of the big reasons why I also call them, I will always say that as white supremacists, and the reason why I call them painted is because I believe that they're white supremacists with skin, black skin painted on them. Because for all of the violence and all of the hostility and all of the the gun stuff that we have had to deal with in our community, in our community alone, with all the stuff that we have done and have been part of, not one time have I ever heard these people like knock off any white supremacist. None. You never hear white supremacists shot down by, you know, little money. You know what I mean? You don't hear, you don't hear like, you know, gangster MFs being like, you know, yeah, bro, we popped off another Klansman. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro, we popped off another white supremacist. Bro, David Duke is still alive. You know what I mean? David Duke is still alive. There's still Klansmen that are still alive. You know what I mean? Like, Sasha Baron Cohen does a better job of, like, messing with, you know, white supremacists than the hardest gangster with the most guns do. So, because of the lack of body counts, the lack of, uh, you know, body count of, like, Klansmen and white supremacists, and there's plenty at this point, and Proud Boys and neo-Nazis and it's like all the people who are actively hurting us with, with the with the lack of body count from the gangsters to these people, I'm convinced that they're working in cahoots. So I just call so I don't call them like, you know, I don't call them the C word, you know, I call them painted. So that's my term for them. There was a mass shooting that happened at this black party. I don't know. You know, if it was a painted person or not, but like if it was, yeah, he ain't with us. They ain't with us, whoever that person is. <sighs> I talked about California earlier, but that's only because I have been. So I'm working on a book and uh, the book that I'm working on is uh, it, there's a lot. There's a lot of references to the fake parts of being rich. And I don't know anything about the fake parts of being rich. I don't know any anything like a parody off of like rich culture to put into my story. So I've been watching a handful of reality TV shows to kind of like get some inspiration. So far I've been watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians and Secret Sisters and Secrets. 
the Sozada sisters. I I don't I don't know how they. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. And the Sozada sisters, like I don't know where they came from. It, it feels like they just sort of popped up out of nowhere. But there's ten of them. So there's like there's ten different aspects to like look into and ten ten kid like uh I mean I guess I'm used to it because I come from a relatively big family. You know what I mean? I, I come from a relatively big family. So that's like, you know, I uh, like you know, I got like eleven aunts and uncles on one side. So I understand kinda you know, um what that what that entails, but it's still a lot of that's that's still just a lot of people, you know. Like that's, I I, I don't think I don't want a kid. I don't know anybody who will want ten. It's like you don't live long enough to see your like you know you're not gonna live long enough to see your last child become an adult at that point, you know, because it takes nine months for a kid to be born. If you were like doing it, like every year, you would be. 12 years older by the time you'll be like 11 years older by the time your kid is born you know what i mean that kid turns 18 you know what i mean like you're you're 29 years older than you were when that kid was born do you really think you're gonna see the next 30 years of your life sure you better just kiss that kid goodbye after they hit 10 or something I mean, it's a grim outlook on things, but I mean, like, come on, dude. Like, you're going to be 30 years older than you were when you started, bro. I'm just, I don't know. But, yeah, but I've been watching this show, and, uh, you know, like, it, it's interesting. You know, it's, it, you know, it all, almost all of them takes place in California. So, it's like, I'm starting to kind of see a part of California. I never, you know, I never really, I never really cared to watch reality shows before this. So watching it now is like, oh, these, that's, oh, that's, that's interesting. It's just one big shopping center, I assume. But there's that. But, you know, I mean, I, I do have other plans if the wrestling thing doesn't work. But, like, they're going to take much longer. And, you know, like, but wrestling is kind of like the big goal for me because it's something that I've always wanted to do. At this point now, it's not really like oh, I expect to main event WrestleMania and you know in the World Championship match or anything like that. But I do just want to be able to say that I was there and I did something. If I can just have like two matches in my career before I, I don't know if I can just have two matches in my career, I'll be happy. And uh, I'm gonna end it there. Y'all have a good one. Love, peace, and happiness and safety to everybody out there. And, um, yeah, be easy. If this is the last podcast I do, I just want y'all to know I really appreciate it. I really appreciate, uh, you know, being listened to or, you know, by the two or three people that check me out. So, you know, I mean, like, if I don't make this trip, just thanks. Just, just know I'm thankful for what little bit I got. I didn't get that dollar... I didn't get that dollar twenty eight out from nothing. Y'all be easy.